0: Hello everyone I just thought I'd give a quick Thoughts episode of Digimon Re:Arise, and more or less this will just be a quick rundown of thoughts. And I will actually write up a blog post review that will have more detail, and that'll come up in the next maybe week or so, maybe a couple of days, depending on when I can finish the game or how much more I can play of the game and my overall uh, timetable for the upcoming days. Currently, I'm playing Act Five. So this mini-review will be sort of random thoughts I've collected so far. But first, before we get on to that, we'll just go through some housekeeping. First of all, I have a new way of setting up the link dump. The link dump will now be posted from our website, and everything will link to that for each new link dump starting from now. So starting from this episode, and the episode that I've just scheduled to go out this upcoming Saturday. Next order of business is that we'll be prioritising the novel reading podcast episodes over commentary, as the novel episodes seem to have a larger amount of listens and views overall. The next episode is coming out Saturday morning, as I mentioned, so this upcoming Saturday. I also do intend on continuing the commentary episodes with Brady, but for now the novel is the priority for the podcasts. In addition, I've more or less added my attention in terms of episodes for the next little while on the schedule, so check that out. It's linked on our website. With that done, it's time for some brief rearise thoughts that I've collected so far. So it was actually just released on probably late on the 11th of October, early on the 12th of October for Australians, which was actually a few days after it was released in America. And comparing with links, where Australia actually got it a week or so prior to everywhere else. Weirdly enough this was actually and I just noticed this while I was collecting my thoughts for this podcast is that this the the release of Rearise it's actually on like the two-year anniversary of Lynx being released. So that was something that I found a bit odd. Uh, maybe they did it on purpose? I'm not sure. But that was when Lynx was released for the global market, in terms of when Rearise was released for the global market. It was two years, basically to the month. It was early October in 2017. So speaking of Lynx, uh, while this game originally seemed to be Lynx with its story, Rearise actually feels more than even that. But I'll talk more about that later. I just want to make a brief sidestep about links. So I've revisited my thoughts from the podcast I recorded, which I will link in a link up, and my blog post, which I'll also link in the link dump. And these were my initial thoughts on links. And I'll reflect on if my opinions have changed over the duration of playing links. And obviously, links is no longer up and running as of a couple of months ago. So I mentioned how I was impressed with the audio and visual links, and that never really changed. Like, that was always, like, it, it was you know, the assets from more modern games of Digimon, so that was pretty cool. And, you know, I was in, I was pretty impressed with that, but, you know, it's Digimon and I like Digimon. And I mentioned in the blog post about how I spent $26.99 Australian on a beginner pack, which is a microtransaction, and I mainly did that because it came with the Digistones, but it also came with a choice of any ultimate level Digimon, and I believe it was a plus one Awakening or plus two, I can't remember, it was a little bit ago, and that was like, I got to choose a machine so that was pretty cool. In my blog post, I also made a point about how the menu options had some getting used to, as they weren't really user-friendly. I remember really having to dig around for certain things, like the Digimon list, which you'd think would be really obvious to access, but I remember having trouble remembering how to get there, and it wasn't really user-friendly or intuitive. I did actually get annoyed at links eventually after my initial blog post that I wrote, it had a very sudden increase in difficulty and at some point i was just like, these levels are impossible. And you actually had to awaken your Digimon, which meant you would reset it back to a DigiEgg and then raise it back to Omega, Mega and you had to do that additional like couple of times, but you would have to get an increasingly larger amount of fuel and Digimon parts each time which for something like Machine Dramon or any rarer ultimate level Digimon, you actually had to really try to find in events. And yeah, so that was a lot of grinding, a lot of waiting around for the right amount of fuel for, or for exchange token events. And that was really annoying. And you had to keep on doing that like four times. And then you might be strong enough to fight a more a higher boss I only got to the very end of the quest the main storyline I don't think I actually finished the last one cuz it was just it was just so impossible cuz even with they were constantly giving out stronger Digimon, I just it was just hard, and that was sort of something that turned me off. Links like the awakening process being so tedious, and the very sudden increase in difficulty, which is not really what you want for a mobile game. Sure, a game that you pay like ninety dollars for on, and you play on the Switch or PS4 or whatever, you can be have like an, a difficulty setting for that. But for a mobile game, I don't really expect tedious difficulty or anything along those lines so yeah that was something that got a little annoying for links there were events which I was very hopeful for in my initial blog post but they never really did holiday theme events which it's fine Hol- the holidays celebrated worldwide aren't the same I mean we don't we don't obviously cel- celebrate Halloween in Australia but I would really like to see a Halloween event because Digimon and Halloween is a good mixture I think but no we didn't really get that but that's you know I can't really complain about that I mean we've got the Pumpkinmon Evolution Noble Pump- Pumpkinmon that was released so maybe that has something to do with Halloween I hope maybe I don't know um I was a, I was sort of pleased about the existence of some vague story in Digimon links I remember saying you know it's a free-to-play game I don't expect to have story but even then when I wrote that we didn't actually have the full story which I believe we only got in Digimon Lynx this year, so two years, or at least a year after the initial release, we didn't get the full story mode. And comparing that with Rise, obviously, has quite a bit of story. Anyway, overall, I was exceptionally pleased with Lynx at the time, but as I mentioned earlier, the awakening uh, feature and getting your Digimon stronger was so tedious and everything was such a grind to evolve. It just got so annoying, and I remember hearing complaints when... Lynx was was released here that people who played the Japanese release were saying it was such a grindy game and yes it's very much a grindy game but I've played grindy games before and usually a grindy game will still be enjoyable in some way shape or form but this was just not really enjoyable in Lynx. So to compare with my initial thoughts that I've gathered so far for Rearize, is that I haven't felt the need to spend any real money on this game and I probably won't. And the main reason for that is that I did this for links because as I said before, it came with a guaranteed machine on. And in real eyes, they're just the rubles, which is the, the Digistones, the gems, the premium currency, whatever. And I don't feel the need to spend any real money. And I was playing earlier and I and I was Brady looked at me and he was like, Oh, you're playing Digimon? And I'm like, Yeah And he was like, Oh, how much have you spent so far? I'm like zero and he just did not believe me. And I'm just like, I have no need to spend any money on this game and I I I might if they have some sort of like you get a machine Digimon or you get like this Digimon or whatever, I I might just because I like paying money for something that I enjoy or that is giving me enjoyment that is free just because like I vote with my wallet I do I did that with Pokemon Go when it came out and I did it with um, Lynx when it came out and I did it with Heroes when it came with, with Digimon Heroes when it came out because I was enjoying it but both Heroes and Lynx had that sort of you will get. This Digimon, if you buy this beginner pack, and yeah, I have not seen that with Reirise, but maybe that's not done, just not done anymore. Because when Digimon Masters, uh, not Digimon Masters, sorry, Pokemon Masters came out, that was also like, oh, I went to the store I'm like, oh, look at the uh the special money microtransaction currency. Oh, you there's no like confirmed uh Totodile or Try Tryranitar or any certain Pokemon. Okay, that that's not interesting. <laughs> just uh chances to do the gacha, which isn't particularly exciting, and I have bad luck. I get Brady to always pull my gachas, because he's my luck charm. He's always gotten me the five-star Pokemon on uh, Pokemon Masters, and uh, he got me a, a Metal Greymon, and he got me a, I think it's called Rockmon, yeah, in Rearise. So yeah, I get Brady to do my gachas. I can't do them myself. Bad luck. Anyway, so yeah, I have no desire to spend money on Rearise yet. And maybe I just will like a quick like couple of dollars just because I want to say, hey, this game, well done. It's, you're giving us for free. Here, have a couple of dollars um, because you're, do, you you gave me this great game for free. And I don't understand when people say, oh, this game is just such a free-to-play game. Like, yes, it is. It's a free-to-play game. You're getting it for free. Don't expect a, a game that's for free to not be a free-to-play game. I'm sorry. Just enjoy it. Pokemon Go has spoiled people in being like a pretty decent game that is free and is still alive. Well, it came out in 2016, it's been alive for three years. Digimon Heroes and Digimon Links only lasted a couple of years. I don't know, and even then, it still asks for money. The audio is obviously much better as it has voice actors for the human and Digimon characters compared to Links, where there weren't really like voiceovers, it was more or less we using assets from things like redigitize with like the battle music and sound effects. And overall, I guess the audio is, sim- is of similar quality except for those audio bits of the, the voiceovers because the voiceovers are just really impressive. It's really quality. It actually, including the story, I guess, increases the quality of the game. And I was surprised by that because it's a free-to-play game with some form of story and voice actors. And I was just really impressed with that. And the graphics are more or less the same. They're more or less the CyberSleuth Digimon models again, which is fine. It's not like... I would also hope that we see Harrismon in more things. I just really like his model. But yeah, the, the, the graphics are fine. And I mentioned before about the menu options in Digimon Links not being really user-friendly or intuitive in any way. And the rearize options are much more friendly in that way there's the all the options are very easily laid out it's easier to get to each Digimon list or each different upgrade type it's not different houses when you have to remember which house unlocks the certain thing and it's just nicer and there's also the fact that you don't have to really feel the need to upgrade how many your storage for Digimon as much as I felt in Lynx I've still not even come close to that maybe it's because they don't really give you as many in-training level Digimon, or they don't constantly give you, hey, this is a Digimon, this is a Digimon, it's trash, but here's a Digimon, and in eyes it's more, you get them with the gacha, which you unlock with the rubles, which can be either bought, which, as I said before, I haven't done, or retrieved from missions, which you would just get naturally. And that has some step up. So it goes step one, sort of, it's like 30 rubles and you get like three Digimon. And then steps up, you get four Digimon. And then the top level is five with the guaranteed ultimate level Digimon. And it's 200 rubles, which doesn't really take that long if you do all the main story quests. There doesn't seem any need for the resetting of Digimon or any annoying, tedious way you need to make a Digimon stronger in any way. You basically just need to fuel the Digimon. So evolution fuel, which is the same as Lynx, but you seem it seems you need less, and you don't need as many different types. And this is all gathered very, very naturally. You don't have to go to a specific dungeon, which only gives you the dragon or the red fuel, which was very annoying in Lynx. So there's a lot less grinding in that way. While there are more steps to evolve, so you need to upgrade it, you need to awaken it, which, same terminology but different, uh, in wake awakening in rear Eyes is when you get to level 20 for a child level Digimon, or level 10 rather, in order to get to beyond level 10 to level 20, where you can evolve your child level Digimon, is that you need to awaken it. So to do that, you work it out. So you have to do different types of training exercises, so different muscle groups, apparently, by using the workout evolution fuel, which you also get naturally through story missions and other missions you'll go on. And then you also need to care for your Digimon, so you feed the Digimon while it's walking around your DigiCare farm, which is all very cute, and then you evolve it. And there's not that many different ways to power it up. The only thing that's similar to Awakening is that you basically can feed Digimon of the same evolution path to it to make that Digimon stronger, so you can sacrifice these other Digimons. So you might want to make this Palmon the Palmon you want to use, and you might trade all the other Palmons you've got into it to increase that skill level and... The skill level is just this one main skill attack that you get if it's your partner Digimon. So you won't really need to upgrade all of your Digimon, only the ones that you want to use. So that's fine, and also that's less tedious. I'm not sure if there's another way you can increase the strength of your Digimon, but it's nothing that I've seen so far, and it's not as annoying as Awakening in, in Lynx. So another thing is that Digimon don't have evolution paths like Lynx or any of the story in world games. Instead, child-level Digimon will have a different set path depending on its personality. For example, there are three Palmons. There's a Woodmon path, there's a Vegimon path, but there's also the Togemon path. I'm kind of on the fence on how I feel about this. You don't get to choose your evolution way, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll go for this evolution path this time, they're not all just the same Palmon, and that might just be because I don't like that, because my first pool that they give you as a freebie had two different Palmons, and neither of which were the evolving to Togemon personality of Palmon, and I really wanted that one, so I'm not sure about that. So when you're doing the upgrading, as I mentioned earlier, for the skill level, this means that you have... (laughs) You can't use this Palmon to level up this Palmon because they're different Palmons, because they have a different personality. You have to have them in the same evolution path. So if you wanted to level up the Woodmon Palmon, you couldn't use the Togamon Palmon. You'd have to use the Woodmon Palmon. And there are also names for these different personalities, but I haven't quite memorized them all. I'm not sure if there's only three. I've seen three. And... Yeah, so I'm still on the fence about that. When I write my blog post, I'll say if I've decided on how I feel about that. I'm going to say I'm not a fan of that, just because I like how the Digimon have evolution paths, but I guess personality is a good reason to why Digimon might have different evolution paths. In terms of the story, the story just completely blows Lynx out of the water. There are human characters who have Digimon partners, and they both have personalities, and you get to make choices. You only get to pick One of two choices, obviously, but it just sort of is a little bit more immersive in terms of your character being there. And the characters are all just delightful instead of they're just being, you know, they're a Digimon, not so much with any personalities, and then there's a robot girl who talks to you in Digimon Links. In this, there are other characters, various different age groups, which is great because we're actually seeing people who have partnered Digimon who are in university and who are adults, which is what I liked about Digimon Savers, that, oh, there are not just the 14-year-olds with the Digimon, there's also 18-year-olds, and there's, you know, there's 30-year-olds and a 50-year-old with Digimon. That's great. That's that's great. It's not just, you know, limited to the children. They're chosen non-children. They're chosen adults. I don't know, but it's it's nice. And your own initial partner, Digimon, actually has a personality himself, and he's delightful. He'll say, like, what's a cookie, or what's what's Taiyaki, and it's great. It's sort of like, we, it gives him the sort of curious little character that he has, and it's just really delightful. And Digimon Links didn't really have that. I didn't really ever feel connected to any of my Digimon. They never felt like they had personalities, besides obviously ones that I pretended to, for them to have, but, you know... That's not as exciting. Now, my overall thoughts, not talking about Lynx at all, is that, as I said before, Harrismon is precious, and I'm glad that we finally get to have him as a character. We've seen him for, well, I guess since before the initial recent release of Digimon Rearise in Japan. So it's really great to be able to see him. For some reason, I always thought his name was Erismon, but now we've given an actual English dub name. His name is Harrismon with an H. It's fine. I don't know. I always thought, oh, it's Erismon. Like, you know, the dwarf planet. But okay, he's Erismon. Okay. But all the characters are pretty great in general, as I mentioned before. The initial downloading extra data screen actually downloads while the opening animation plays, which is a great use as a loading screen. I hate when you first open up a game for the first time and it's like, oh, we have to download an additional 200 megabytes. Here, have a static page. Or here's have some information about various di- different Digimon types. I remember for Digimon Links there was just you know, oh here's some information about Algumon here's information about Greymon, here's some information about Metal Greymon, and the sprites would gradually evolve as the download would increase. And that's fine, and it's better than just, you know, a loading page, but it was really great to actually use an opening animation, which was really, like, high-quality style for a free-to-play mobile game. DigiWalk is another great feature, and obviously your phone will need to support the pedometer feature, which I believe most modern phones do. My phone does, but for some reason the steps aren't being counted in Rearise, even though they're obviously counted in Google Fit. And I've heard this is an issue with Android 10, as Digimon Rearise doesn't really have Android 10 support yet. But that's just what I found with, like, a couple of minutes of Googling. So I'm not sure why it's not working, but I'm really excited for it. I look forward to using this, as I usually get around 20k steps a day on weekdays, so that's really exciting. And DigiWalk in general is a hopeful feature. And I'm honestly surprised that something like that hasn't really been done on a mobile device, considering the existence of the DigiPyze toys when I was a lot younger in like the late 90s and early 2000s. Like we've never really gone past that in terms of technology. I'm really glad that it's for the mobile game. I would gladly put money down for a more in-depth one. If it were to come out on a mo- on like Google Play Store, that'd be great. I want more of that. That's Very exciting. When it works, hopefully it works soon. There's also a widget on Android, so you can see alerts from the game, even when the app isn't open. It makes it seem like your Digimon is actually in the phone, too, as Harrismon is in the story. He jumps into your phone, and is a little Harrismon sprite. And you get that sprite on your, your home screen as well as a widget, and that's really cute. However, it would be nice if resizing it actually did something responsive it feels kind of, like, not so good. Like, you just squish it up and it's, like, it'll squish up some text and just not look good. Uh, that'd be better if you could make it big. And, you know, it's a big Erismon or just, you know, small and it's like a tiny Erismon. I don't know. It just, it feels like it could be more responsive. But, hey, as I said before, it's a free-to-play game. I wouldn't expect much. If they did something that I that cost actual money to have as a widget, I would honestly make it, like, more responsive in terms of resizing it as I mentioned before the evolving process has a few steps to it but it's not too tedious and doesn't require much grinding it's just a lot easier than links and I'm really glad that's not tedious because it's not nice when you go oh I want to level up this Digimon oh it requires this this and this and this and I have to get this from this mission this mission this mission and while working it out with the different exercise tools I mentioned before that does require to find it in different missions it's not super tedious either, but you don't want it to be too easy to evolve a Digimon. One of the steps that I mentioned before was DigiCare, which is when you can feed the Digimon. And this is when you bond and feed with your Digimon, and you need this to evolve to get it to a certain maxed out bond level. And this is quite a cute mechanic. Each Digimon has a different type of food, which is like a Tamagotchi does, and you make them happier by feeding their favorite food. And it's just really cute in general. You get to sort of click and drag it to the Digimon and it's really cute and they make a happy face and their bonding goes up and it's it's cute. In terms of bugs, I don't usually find many in games, but I'm always happy when they give me a bug compensation like Pokemon Masters did when they say, hey, have 6,000 gems for, uh, for all the bugs that you've been experiencing. I'm like, I haven't experienced any bugs, but people have. And I appreciate them because I get 6,000 gems, and that's two, like, ten times gacha pulls. So if Digimon Rearise does that, cool. But anyway, so... The only bug that I've noticed is that this is in the in one of the intro levels. It says uh Ogamon got burnt, but in the yeah, actually it's Harrismon that's the one that got burnt. So it's not so much a bug as just a a wording issue. But I've not really noticed any bugs, which is great. And overall it plays like every single gacha game. I've seen some people complain that it's disappointing, but I'm not sure what they expect. We have Cybersleuth coming out on the PC and Switch this month, and we have Survive coming out next year. So, they can be disappointed with the games that cost $80, but not sure why they would be with a free game. So, of course, Digimon Rearises plays like any other free-to-play gacha game out there, except that compared to every gacha game that I've played, so like uh Heroes, well, less so much the gameplay is like a gacha game, but in terms of opening Digimon, okay, I'll count it. Digimon Links, Fate Day Grand Order, uh... Masters, I guess, is a gacha game. Any of those sort of games. I've actually found Rear to be the only one that has a story that's less of a chore. So I feel like I'm not treading through some boring storyline just to play some gameplay. I'm actually enjoying this this story and the gameplay, not just the gameplay and the story isn't something that I want to skip through. The story is something that I'm actually engrossed in. I care about these characters. I, feel I care about what's happening. So recently I've been playing Pokemon Masters because I like Pokemon. I like the... the the gameplay, I like looking at Pokemon, saying, "Hey, I like that Pokemon." I like that, but in general, the story is so boring, and I just don't care about the characters. I don't care about the story. Maybe I've outgrown Pokemon. Maybe I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not the target audience because I'm not a child, and that's fine. But the gameplay is also just okay for Pokemon Masters. But Realize, the story is actually quite good and i care about the characters i care about the story which is great and surprising so its, it's story is good for a gacha game and i don't really find it, it's definitely what it what i expected i didn't expect it to be anything amazing it has it has exceeded expectations but i just thought okay it's just going to be digimon links but with a couple of added features and some story but I, i'm actually surprised with how it was actually more than that my only complaint so far and i'm sure there will be more cuz you know whatever but there are just so many different missions and challenges and quests, and they're all just in different menus. So you've got the Digimon quests, and you've got your regular daily missions and quest missions and what what have you. And then you've got like a special one will show up every now and again, which is also another button on the main screen. So I feel like these should just be com- combined into one missions button. like. Everywhere else, every other game has only one missions button. I don't know why you need three. It's just annoying. I'm like, okay, clear all those missions next. Clear all those missions next. Clear all those missions. That's annoying. I want to just be able to do it from one button. You don't really need to claim all three times. It doesn't really, that's not really claim all, is it? And in regards to stamina, which Link's had this, Heroes had this, it doesn't seem to be an issue. I don't find myself running low on stamina. stamina. But it's kind of unusual that a stamina exists in this game because I'm noticing a decrease in the need for stamina in games. Uh, Pokemon Masters surprisingly doesn't have stamina, and Re Rise does. So just comparing it with recent gacha games. I mean, yeah, I've yet to be low on stamina, so it's not really an issue. Overall, I hope this game has more longevity than Link's in terms of motivation to play, as well as overall server life. I hope this game is still something that can be played in two years and hasn't died in a year and 10 months from now. I'm sure I'll touch more on the points that I've mentioned in this episode a bit more in the blog post, and hopefully I can write that in the next few days or the next week or so, and hopefully I've got more points and maybe even more complaints about the game. But overall, that was just a quick sort of dash about what I've experienced so far on Rearise and my hopes, and I hope the Walk works by the time I can write the, write the blog post so I can also talk a bit about that. And I honestly wonder how long until rearize gets shut down, since, I just, as I said before, I just realised that Lynx was only out for less than two years. So I wonder how long this one will last. The link dump's linked in the description. And, of course, I'll link both my Digimon Links podcast as well as the blog post in the link dump. Our Redbubble is linked in the description, and you can get more than just shirts there too. You can contact us and stay updated. You can email us at lostintranslation1 at gmail.com, or you can comment on this episode or message us on our website, lostintranslation1.com. You can follow us on at Translation on Twitter, and you can find us on Lost in Translation on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have a discussion thread on With The Will and a rated thread in the Digimon subreddit. And we would appreciate if you would view us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other podcast app that you use. Ratings really assist people finding out about the podcast, or so we've heard. And we have a website, vote and polls, check out our release schedule, and check out our blog posts. You can donate to our Patreon whistling description from as little as a dollar a month. And that gets you access to our listener Discord server, but there are higher levels with more rewards, such as notes, early episodes, and more. And thank you to our supporters on Patreon, Joe Anime Guy, who is Anime Guy Kurosaki, and the number one on YouTube, Stephen Reeves, who is Wildwing64 on Archive Her Own, Katawashi Cheese Eye, who you can follow on Tumblr Cheese Eye 236, Kyle. Tom, Lizmet, who is a and on Tumblr, Nicholas, Sam, Spiral, Keith from a computer podcast on the internet, Magnus, Annabelle, and Hemi. You can also make a one-off donation on a PayPal, which you found in the description. It's paypal.me slash You can also donate to me on Coffee, so that's ko-fi.com slash Edra. And thank you for listening to the podcast. See you guys next time. Bye!